Welcome, foolish mortals. Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 156 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with my co-host in crime, Mr. Brian Galloway. Brian, how are you doing, man? I am doing great, Evan. Hello, Spoonies. How are you guys? Hope everybody's good. Um, just two really quick things before we start. I want to I want to just throw out there because of where we are and the date, um, you know, our hearts uh, and memories go out to everybody from 9-11. I know um, my family was touched and um, my sister lost her husband and, and that Let's not forget that, guys. I know it's been a long time and it's been many years, but let's not forget it. So let's do that. The, the other thing, too, and I want to say this because she is part of our Facebook group and, and what we do. Um, I, I lost my dog, Daisy, last week. And so, I'm, you know, it was and I do appreciate everybody that reached out. I mean, I, I couldn't believe the amount of people that reached out. So I just want to get that out of the way before we get started. So um besides that so we have a very very cool episode today it's something that i have been hiding and waiting to do for a while it's been um it's something that's going to be really cool and a lot of people don't don't even know who we're talking to yet and they're going to hear it soon and they're going to be very surprised but i am uh i am here we're here before i even say her name i'm going to lead into a couple things She's been involved with Disney for pretty much her whole life, and she can give you more details. She lived in Celebration. She's worked in with in Disney and the other some of the other parks like Universal. She was a character actor, and we will have some fun talking about that. She's worked in the business operations of Disney and and had some leadership roles there. And besides that, she led a major revolt against. Uh, against Mr. Toad's wild ride leaving. So um, I want to introduce uh, our friend. And again, I'm so happy that you were able to join us today. Emily Soriano, uh, thank you so much for joining. How are you? Hey, guys, how are you doing? That was a heck of a lead up. Man. Yeah, look at that. I, I tried to get as much as I could, but I probably missed, I missed some things. Me. Holy cannoli, <laughs> that is a loaded lead up. Wow. Basically, CEO of the Disney company, Emily yeah, Soriano. Power punch. Man, I mean, CEO, if you want to go to the Disney School of Random Knowledge, I'll take it. But I am, you know, honored to be, again, I'm going to echo you, Brian, the importance of 9-11, us not forgetting that. That's that's a huge thing. And just thinking about that alone, and that relates to a couple of things we're going to talk about tonight. And then with your dog, my Lord. I know. Our whole family, our Spoonie family, so goes out to, to you, Brian. For I, sure. I mean, I've, I've been getting yeah. packages in the mail. I'm to, I, It's amazing the amount of people that have reached out. And I just, I'm just, I'm blessed, so. That's the cool thing about the Disney community is when people get to know each other through Disney, it's like we're a bunch of nerds that tighten together as a family and we're all there for each other. And it's it's really, really awesome. I'm so glad to hear that everybody's been there for you 
like that. And I'm excited to be introduced to the Spoonies. I know there are quite a few Spoonies who know who I am. There's quite a few Spoonies that I talk to on a regular basis. Uh, and there's quite a few that are probably like, who the heck is this chick? I uh, doubt there are that many, but there probably are some, <laughs> but there's not that many. I bet you more are going to be like, oh my goodness, what's she doing on here? As opposed to, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I've been off the grid. Well, I mean, if we're introduce myself a little bit to everybody or reintroduce myself to everybody. My name is Emily. Um, you know, I've been involved with Disney since I can remember when I was a little girl. We used to go all the time. I remember my, my father was in the hospitality industry in the 80s and 90s. He got all sorts of cool perks with that. And, you know, one of my favorite Disney circles, because I go on a lot of bunny trails and they all come around to circles. There's a woman named Ermagard that worked at the at the time, Stouffer Orlando Resort, the giant hotel across from SeaWorld with the blue roof. Um, and she used to drive me in her old Cadillac with her red velvet interior and walk me in because she and her husband were cast members. And then it turns out that one of my favorite greeters at the Carnation Cafe at Disneyland's name has been Ermagard for many years. So, you know, it, it all comes around. Wow. And I didn't really realize how unique that was as a child until the first, I think the first thing that tipped me off was, <clears throat> excuse me, we were transferred around a lot with my dad's career. And when we lived in Chicago, uh, there were so many families that would go to Disney World every summer for vacation. And the kids in my class, all of my peers were just like, hey, you went to Disney every weekend? What the heck? And that kind of like tipped me off to like, okay, well, you get to wear limited too. And I shop at not limited too. If there's a 90s reference for everybody. <laughs> and, you know, it's a little bit of a, okay, there's something different about this. And then when I told my peers, we're going back to Orlando. And then the next thing you know, about a month after we knew we were going back to Orlando, we were selected in the uh, the celebration lottery. And there's an Eisner era reference for anybody that understands, and we can do a whole separate episode on that. But we were selected as one of the founding families of celebration, the Disney town, quote unquote. And uh, everything changed from there. And that is a period of time. I was nine years old. 1996 is when we officially opened. Uh, that I wish I could just transport back in time as an adult and redo because there were so many cool things that we got to do that really established me and really grew my roots into Disney firmly. I mean, everything from my teachers, they worked at Casey's Corners off the corner on the weekends. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't go to summer camp. Our parents would like, okay, who's driving the kids to which park today? Great. Okay. Here's your $10.70, which was $10. We get a kid's meal at any of the quick service restaurants. 70 cents to make two 35 cent pay phone calls to let our parents know if we either needed to, you know, send a, a call to our, to our dad's pager because pagers were still a thing back then. Or say, hey, mom, I ate too many chicken nuggets. Come pick me up, uh, you know, early. <laughs> or, or we could go to guest services. And then, you know, being a celebration kid was really crazy the first years because a lot of people don't realize that we were really the guinea pigs of Disney and of Apple. You know, 
he sees that it was it was all Windows PC everything was really the driving force in technology at that time until this was a pivotal moment in moment in technology and uh, they gave us all of the Apple products that many of them came to fruition that you probably have on your keychain today some people have never heard of unless you know how to go really into a nerdy rabbit hole to find. And, you know, we, we would use those on a daily basis and report back. Anybody that remembers, like, interventions in, in, in FCOT, the Honeywell home of the future, everything that I was in that. I the that all of those things were installed in our homes. And then we just went into roundtable panels and gave our feedback. And they wanted to hear, you know, from nine-year-old me in 96. What do you think about this? Well... You know, it's pretty cool that my dad can set this alarm off or that alarm or, you know, turn on the fan or this or that or the other with basically what is Carousel of Progress technology of the time. That is and, so insane. It's almost like it was like yeah, a social experiment for y'all. It, it was 100% a social experiment. We were constantly um, involved in media internationally. Everything from... Gosh, there's articles in Better Homes and Gardens magazine, Southern Living, Japanese major television shows, British major television shows, American Good Morning America. I mean, you name it, we were on it. And to us, it was no different than we all remember what, gosh, what do they use that dang theater as now in MGM? And I'm sorry, those of you spoonies that know me, I do not use DHS. That is a forbidden term to me. It is MGM. <laughs> it will always be MGM to me. But they had the theater where you remember you could go in and uh, you could be on Gunsmoke or I Love Lucy or any of those things. Do you remember that? That's show? before me. Yes. Yes. And That's I, before and you, was, Evan. And, and remember that. Remember you could do the. I have a picture of myself doing this. You could. You could do. You could do the. Um, the bicycle from Mary yes. Mary Poppins. I actually have a picture. They put they put the little hat on you, and they take the picture, and they would. I I still have that, so I have to go. I have to find it, but I do have that. Man, we were you know we were involved in all of that stuff. I, even up until like my preteen years, gosh, boys became a thing. I could like so many Disney attractions. I could do a whole adolescence rant about. Here's yeah, how we use Disney's I mean, adolescence because yeah, we that, knew. Oh. Hey, gosh, we used our 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 peers at school who worked on the great movie ride uh, to get a copy of the cast schedule to get when the cute tour guides were working <laughs> so That's we great. could ride it on repeat and follow them. And ironically, my favorite one I've reconnected with as an adult, and he's really, really involved in Hollywood. I won't use his name, but man, he works on some of the largest shows that that I, I won't name out of respect. I didn't think about bringing that up, but um, and I don't know if he would give me approval for that. But he, he, you know, he went from GMR to you know, meaning great movie ride to really working in big Hollywood, and then everything from like you know we were so empowered with like Save Toad. That was a huge thing, Brian, that you brought up. You know, you can go to SaveToad.com now and. It is archived into internet history unless laws change grandfathering and EDU addresses. 
you were so involved in that. And if it's you wor- Google, I, it's worthy, I'll put yeah. it, I'll put it, I'll put a link in the show notes because it, it is worth guys to go to see that. I, uh, I've seen it a couple of times and I just, it just cracks me up. Um, I, I, you know, the fact that she was involved and just, I'm like, I know her and she's involved. I can't believe that. (laughs) I think one of my favorite things about that is that you can look at that page, go down to the bottom and see, which we're going to talk about, you know, these announcements. And I always, you know, I've done all these videos that I call M Agineering, meaning, you know, putting an E in front of, instead of I for imagineering. It's like, hey guys, throwing you a bone. And a couple of my concepts that I just scribbled out with with Sharpies on paper and put online actually came to fruition. And you know, if you go to savecode.com and you scroll to the bottom, you will see that I put out every Disney executive's personal contact information and office contact information so that people could reach out. I mean like I'm dying. I was I was laughing so hard. I'm like, oh my goodness, they must have hated you. Like, uh, like it's so different than today. Back then, back back then, people didn't do that. Nowadays, you do something wrong, everybody in the world knows what your address is. But back then, you had to like really go out of your way to do it, and she did. I mean, was that the first wave of cancel culture? I hope not. <laughs> Good. Could be. I, Could I, be. I hate cancel culture, oh, I but dying. man, if I if yeah. I help spark that, then I'll take credit. But <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Sometimes you start things that are beautiful and they end up to be awful. But hey, you know, and, and then you know it circles around to to this day. It's like there's so many great things. You know, Michael Eisner used to come in my classroom. My my favorite book that I still have on my shelf. Osceola County Disney celebration. Don't come arrest me, but I still have a, the book, The Giver. Are you oh, familiar okay. with The Giver? Yes. yes, yes. yes oh, yes, yes. yes. And the movie. Yes. And, and the book. I yep. partner read that with Michael Eisner as a child. Wow. And I still have the actual copy that I took out of the library at school. That and I had no idea, you know. You didn't before, return it, so what? What? I mean, you no, I still have it. It's on my okay. shelf next to me. About the library, feet away hopefully, the librarian is not listening. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said Disney Osceola County celebration. Whoever, don't come after me. I still have your copy of the game. We're gonna get a call I'll, from that now. I'll, I'll send you a replacement, no problem. It's on Amazon, probably 10 bucks. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, it's that sort of special thing. Uh, that really goes in and you know we got to go on field trips where it's like the way that I learned about you know the laws of motion we we got to go into before the parks open to do all of our science classes we would go on the monorail with ping pong balls and learn about an object at rest stays at rest an object in motion stays in motion using them starting and stopping the monorail with ping pong balls and imagineers sitting with us oh my gosh we got to go, That's they, unreal. They would, they'd take us before the parks opened. I've been able to crawl through every nook and cranny of the Haunted Mansion, which, you know, we'll circle back around to that with, with my announcement that I want to hit on and see how all of the special effects worked. And I got to sit there and spin around mannequins in the ballroom scene as a small child and had no idea how insane that was. We got to go in and go on Space Mountain and they would let us ride it over and over with lights on, lights off, lights on, lights off, and explain to us how 
when you add in different sensory things like light, sound, along with the movement, it creates a different experience. And that is the cool thing about Disney is it's such a consuming experience. And they right. focus on that beyond any other entertainment company so much, really involving you. They bring in your emotions. They bring in your sense that they bring in it all. And, uh, you know, later on, I went in um, randomly and, you know, as we've said, that's that's a story for another day, but ended up hitting uh, my first role as a cast member officially, <laughs> although I had been doing things promotionally for Disney for years, uh, working in entertainment. And I know we're going to talk about that, Brian, uh, <laughs> but uh, at 16 years old. Had no idea how cool that was. And then throughout going through different corporations um, and, and different entertainment corporations, theme park corporations, hospitality, it all always circled back to Disney. And I'm a nerd of the level that I want to know all the details on anything if I think it's cool. So it's, it's fun with that. I love it. And so on your celebration thing, we definitely will be having you back on to talk about celebration yes, because yes. celebration is incredibly interesting to me and always has been. And so we definitely will devote a whole show to celebration and talking about the ins and outs of, of that and what it meant. And, you know, I know a lot of people know about it and some people have no idea about it. So it would just be cool to do an episode to talk there's about a, There's it. a movie you can watch um, about it. It's called The Stepford Wives. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the Truman Show. Show. Did you ever notice, you, ever notice that? Yeah. You, you watch the Stepford Wives? All the, the houses look the same, exactly like uh, that, but yes. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely do something yeah. like that. Don't get me on that bunny trail, Brian. I know, yeah, I know. Well, that's, that's why. That's why. territory. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> reel it in, what, reel it in. Reel it in. But so, yeah. let's talk about, <laughs> we, we wanted to talk about some things today and i think uh you know evan if i don't you you, you probably want to go into it but let, let, let's yeah. let's let's uh let's start going into because because we've already we've already touched on some things and i know people are like hmm, i want to hear about this now yeah and we definitely will we'll be circling back to this topic of celebration for sure and um we'll, we'll go ahead and try to put an episode on the books to have that happen but for now at the time of recording, um, obviously we entered into the the date of kind of when we're recording, talking about 9-11 and, and remembrance and that kind of stuff. But coming right before this was Destination D23 at the Contemporary in Orlando just happened. And there were some announcements that came forth. And so in order to try to rein ourselves in, put our own selves in containment, we each picked <laughs> one announcement to discuss and we purposely did not pick the big ones because um we don't trust ourselves and we think <laughs> that it would uh it would go often to uh, uh longer than we want to do it so uh, obviously you can go online you can see all the announcements that disney brought forth the destination d23 and um before we go into the the three announcements just briefly as we can you know one of the biggest issues i saw in the online comments and and just with you know social media and comments like that was the there was no announcements there was nothing it wasn't this was uh, it, they brought us nothing they didn't say anything um, what was this you know this was small stuff but you know a lot of people have to remember that 
D23 in Anaheim is the big one, right? You know, that's the one where they truly typically bring a lot of stuff to the table. And this one's typically a little bit smaller, you know, with announcements go. So that's not really to be, you know, anticipated that it was going to be huge, but they did bring some stuff to the table. So, you know, what are some of y'all's thoughts on that? I'd like to jump in real quick and say, you know, these announcements really tapped into what, you know, a group of us, uh, whatever you want to call it, that I refer to as Disney purists. And there are those of us that, you know, Evan, I told you, you're one of my favorite type of people because you weren't super into Disney and then you got into it and you got an open mind. But those of us that are Disney purists, as I call us, that really know the backstories of everything way back into, you know, it into yeah. the early 1900s, it, they tapped in on a lot of really important Disney things with that. And for it to not be a D23, that's a, that, that in itself is a benchmark. And it's awesome. Yeah, very good. So. I'm going to say one thing. And uh, so some of the announcements were announcements of things that were already announced. Right. So like, like that to me was a little bit, okay. Like, okay. I knew this was happening. So now you're just reaffirming it. That's great. So, and, and, and you think about this, the last D23, you know, with the Mary Poppins and all these things that have not come to fruition yet, you know, the fixing up of horizon, doing all these things. Um, It hasn't happened yet. So, now I'm wondering if, if the new the new process is they make an announcement and that's the pie in the sky announcement. And then the second announcement reaffirms that it's actually going to happen. But until it, you get that second announcement, you can't trust that it's going to get done. Well, I, you, you know, I'll, I'll piggyback on that and I'll say you wait for number three. Because if you watch the history of Disney announcements, generally speaking, until the third time they say it and you see that pardon our pixie dust wall go up don't trust it that's right <laughs> a bunch of people have said until you see the wall start going up don't, don't trust it but <laughs> you know to be fair and i told someone this online during the live stream um you know josh tomorrow's session was called something like disney parts yesterday today and tomorrow so he was probably going over some of that stuff purposefully um and, and one last note the muppet thing Right. I mean, did y'all, did either of you watch any of the, cause I was watching the live stream of that session. Did any, did either of y'all watch videos? Yeah, that or anything? I did. I did. Actually I did. About, yeah. Okay. So, you know, they brought out Muppets almost between each announcement or something like that. And I really thought there was going to be something big regarding Muppets. I mean, they were so heavily focused on it and now, Hey, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the Muppets and I think it's great that they brought them out because I think there's not a lo- enough love for the Muppets sometimes, but, uh, it just led up to nothing. So I was kind of curious about hmm, why are they doing that while the Muppet store sits closed at Hollywood studios. And it has for a long time while the theater of Muppet vision has set, um, kind of, uh, needing cleaning in a, put it nice it way. Needs, it needs a good sweeping and some vacuums. Yeah. And a, so, a vacuum some re upholstering yeah. of the seats maybe. Um, but anyways, I'll, I'll give you a, a one sentence answer and let people wonder to that. Iger era. Yeah, yeah. Iger era. Just, we, we, just, it, it's too good. It. It's too important to, to lose. Yeah. Right? It, it, and it, it's just yeah. so well. The, you know, if you think about it, get put aside the 
the dirty and the, it needs a vacuum and it needs a sweeping. But but it's it's a great building. It's so well done. It's so well designed. And I I really yeah I don't want to lose it. But I'm you know I worry about these things. You know like, there's certain things there's certain things I never mind about losing like sound danger sounds dangerously. I could care less if that was going. But there's things that you don't want to lose, and that's like classic Hollywood studios, which again, that's, that's a different term because there's not that MGM. many. Yeah, I know MGM. I'm sorry. Yes. But, but if you think about uh, it, take the, take the Muppet theater and everything behind it. What do we have that's left from the original? Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So if that's not some ominous <laughs> foreshadowing, no. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. Okay. Anyways, that was my thoughts. But yeah, so we want to talk about one announcement each. That was just some of my thoughts leading in. Um, Brian, we elected to start with your pick. Yeah, I'm going to go first. And this is, again, I had a lot of people message me on the side saying, did you hear? Did you hear? I'm going to point out Sherry and Heather, who both, both <laughs> but that's just two of them. But, but they were yeah. the first two, like, boom, boom. Yeah. Like, did you did you hear? And, and, and Joyce, too. So it was, you know, people know that I love the country bear jamboree it's one of my favorites it's childhood memories it's it's definitely you know there's there's a lot of things about it i love um and i know it needs it needs a better soundtrack and it needs to be cleared up and i that's that's something that could be done fairly easy but the fact that they're changing it scares me um i'm just trying to figure out what they're going to do was this something that they were pressured into doing like like and you know i don't want to go on my rant about talking mickey i still don't understand why they ever got rid of talking <laughs> mickey but that's one that really bothers me because i could never understand why would you get away why would you lose great technology now with the country bears it's classic there's it doesn't exist in in disneyland anymore right this was a classic walt thing if you you know the history is what walt was going to have it in a resort in Colorado or something, and then the you know they, they didn't come to fruition, so he moved it into the park. Well, again, he had a hand in it. I, those things that Walt had a hand in, I don't like to mess with. I really don't. Um, but it, it is one of my favorite things. I I do know it needs a little bit of touch, you know, some just a little bit of touch up and clean up, and it, it'll be great because it it is a great attraction. Um, but the fact that they're changing it scares me. And the reason behind it scares me, but I do want to say the one, the one big thing folks, and is, this is it, the money spent on this could easily have been spent more efficiently elsewhere. There's other things that really need that help. And you could, they could have spent the money there as opposed to doing it here. So I don't know what came, what made them come to this conclusion to do this, and it really bothers me. You know, this is almost like when they changed the Tiki Room to the other version of the Tiki Room. And guess what? Pressure. They were pressured to bring it back because they messed with a classic. I hope it doesn't get to that point. I, I, I would. I, that would be horrible. But I don't think they could go. I don't think they could come back once if once they move, they're not going to be able to come back. But they're taking away a lot of the classics that make it fun, and the stuff that I sing along with the most are probably not going to be there. So I'm I'm upset, and as you also know, I've never been able to take a picture with any of the characters because every time I go, they're never there. So <laughs> I want to do that, so I'm gonna have to do that really quick. But I, when I was telling this to Emily, she she's she actually was one of the characters, or a couple of the characters. She was a couple of the bears, so we could talk about that. But um, 
That, I wasn't them. Yeah. I was friends with them, Brian. Oh, we were friends with okay. I love something you just yes. said about yes. how and there's there's a huge dynamic where you know I could go stand on top of Pecos Bills right now, spin in a circle and gesture broadly at everything and say, let's discuss it. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Like intervention time. Because everything that you Everything the light touches in Lufata. <laughs> if you stand on Pecos Bills, what the heckin' doodle is going on? You take mm-hmm. something from the left coast, and that's what I refer to Disneyland as. If For those that aren't familiar, I, I refer to that as left coast Disney versus right coast Disney. You know, they've done a really good job up until maybe the past 15 years of juggling things back and forth. Like, yeah, we lost Toad in Orlando. Yes, we went down in a fiery burn of internet foreverness, but it's still a Disneyland. Yes, and it's not lost. They shuffle things back and forth when they completely uproot something, or they do things which has been coming becoming more and more apparent to super nerds like me. You know, we won't go on a long tangent about this, but let's look at Splash Mountain. Now, anybody that is very, very familiar with both Disneyland and Disney World, we can all come to one thing if we all focus in and realize that, Kiana, I am so pro Princess and the Frog. I love that. But that is such a blatantly planned overlay for what they wanted in New Orleans Square because it would fit in the theming. Hello, New Orleans Square. That's where their Splash Mountain is. They're going to fix it and make it relevant. But instead, they put it in Disney World where it makes no contextual sense. Yeah, it doesn't make um, sense. And that's such a huge trend that I don't like seeing happen. And I love that you bring that up. Yeah, and and so I, I'm upset. I I I really want to wait and see before I really get upset, but I am really contemplating putting together after seeing your, your protest. I'm thinking of we're going to have to do a spoony protest. Maybe I'll have to put together some T-shirts or something, and protest. Uh, you know, I, 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 if they're getting rid of blood on the saddle, is that what you, do we think we're going to get? I know they're going to get rid of Mama Don't Whoop Little so, Buford. That's going to be, you know, that's the first one that's going to go. I picture I'm not going to. Th- oh, I'm sorry, Alvin. I was going to say, I'm not going to throw any specific spoonies out there, but uh, one of you know exactly who I'm talking about. I know there's a, a cartoonist graphic artist that follows you very closely that would be happy to come up with a print for. And protest yes. shirts. Oh, we also need justice to, yeah. for Taylor shirts to make sure that you take her to Victoria and Albert. <laughs> I know. Okay, would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> well, and there be all these people are inviting themselves. I'm going to go broke. Um, so yeah, that is that is. Uh, but yes, it is. We're going to have to do something because, and also that person you're talking about is a big fan of uh, of that that attraction too. So yeah, it, it's it's a scary <clears throat> one. I hope it doesn't. Again, I hope it's not as bad as it's going to be. But if Okay, again, I think Mama, Mama Don't Whoop Little Buford is going. Okay, fine. I think all the guys that turn me... Wait, what's the, how's that one going? All the guys that turn... Turn me on, turn me down. Turn me down, yeah. That's going to probably go too. And then... But 
I also heard blood on the saddle is going to go. Like, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Oh, that so just, it's just terrible. This is, you know, this is where I come from this perspective of what Emily categorized me as earlier. Um, you know, I agree because uh, I'm trying not to get political here. I am. Um, most of <laughs> you know where I, most of you know where I stand on things. Okay. So that side of the logical side of my brain that understands it, although I don't um, necessarily personally opinion agree with it, I sit in there and I listen to the lyrics and I understand the the social pressure to change the lyrics. I'll leave it at that. But the execution of doing so um, as that's what I, I don't necessarily understand or agree with as you know an expression as a form of art of that is the creation of the show and the lyrics and that kind of stuff um this is the one where no one specifically is probably asking for it to change yet the collective mind is pushing with pressure for it to change so that 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 lady named karen is a little upset no i I, yeah, one, I mean, one, uh, and Brian, so, I'm sorry not to talk over you, but that 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 threw me into full blown Elsa mode. Conceal, don't feel, don't love it. Show like I'm with <laughs> you. Like we're on the same page. There, there's a lot of stuff that let us keep our magic. How about that? So um, Disney has a zombie show. I mean, they have a zombie show where the zombies have romance. I, 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 I don't. It's like there's something. It's not. They're not consistent, and so okay. I'm, but on a positive note, before we switch to yes, another topic, yeah. <laughs> I think new animatronics, cleaning up the theater, better soundtrack. You know, I think they're gonna be replacing songs, unfortunately, but they're gonna be replacing songs with some reimagined Disney hits sung in country bear style or however they said the it. The bear necessities, I saw yeah. this one. Which and, is a great, which is a they're great throwing song, bear but... necessities in there. Yeah, they yeah. are. They're, I already yeah. saw that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not, great song. Doesn't oh, you know? Jungle Book does not get an enough extra play. Prayer before bedtime tonight. Yes, Lord the, jungle, the Jungle Book is 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 does not have enough. Like like we we need more Jungle Book. I mean, the Jungle Book's a classic that that is totally uh, underrepresented. Yeah. But but the Country Bears in the Jungle Book. In the yeah. Country Bears doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. But it's that's it's hundred percent there. That's that. Just because they, they they're bears. You I guess. can see you can see a YouTube on it. It's um yeah I'm. So yeah, okay. So I don't, I don't want to belabor what are we this. Say all bears are created equal. Yeah, they were no, with the unalienable no, rights, no, no. life, liberty, and the pursuit well, of pre- if, performing. If you listen to one episode, yeah. So you know, we we did an April Fool's episode where I talked about they're going to reimagine <laughs> that and they're going to bring in cocaine bear and into the. So <laughs> that's what I don't think is going to happen. Though I don't, for some reason, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen for some reason. Yeah, if that happens, I'll be a little bit surprised, but. Um, I don't well, think that's then happening. we'll know that we're in a simulation for sure. <laughs> okay. Thanks to you, all right. Us. All right, I'm going to go next. Let's move on. Let's move on because, because that's, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. getting all angry and everything, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> angry bear over here. All right, so mine is a lot less controversial that I chose, um, and in lieu of not choosing a larger one that we could stand on for longer, I'm going to choose this one, and that is the reimagining of Test Track. Um, so evidently. You know, Chevrolet has a large stake in this, right? So uh, a lot of what they're doing, I think they even have a financial stake in this reimagining. So Test Track is going to be reimagined. They're working with Chevrolet to redo the track. And and this is, you know, 
test track has a special place with me. It's it's a ride that I like a lot. My my father-in-law really likes it. My grandfather-in-law, he retired from Chevrolet. So it's got a special place like in the family and also just in me because I think it's a really cool ride. The concept cars, being able to go off a ride and go into like a showroom where you could literally buy a vehicle, that <laughs> is so cool to me. I mean, that the concept, that's very Epcot to me where you have this, um, and it's not edutainment necessarily because it's not education, but this whole um, play and live and you know, work, you know, people work at Chevrolet, you're going to play because you're riding the, the ride and you can live because you can buy a car and live in it, like not live in your car, but you know what I mean? You use it in your life. So that's a, that's a cool, like, it's very kind of Epcot to me. So, um, and obviously I'm not old school Epcot, although it's my favorite park, but you know what I mean? The concept is there. It's cool. And I'm excited about that because it's definitely nostalgic and I don't want them to get rid of it, but I'm okay that they're upgrading it. So I'm, I'm kind of happy with that announcement. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bounce, uh, yeah, uh, bounce you up on that, Evan. Here's the thing. You know, Test Track came out in 99. And that's, you know, that's a great time for with my age group. I don't fully remember World of Motion. I, I remember a lot of the World of Motion, which it replaced. Um, but I'm not super emotionally attached to it. But I do have spectacular memories of Test Track that have gone around, and it's not the first renovation. It's not the Switch corporate cha- first uh, corporate changeover sponsorship. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when when it first opened, and I would love for some spoonies to uh, go do some googling for me and check me on this because, unfortunately, he's no longer with us. But my my best friend's father, who is like my second father growing up, there was a lounge that um you know it's 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 still a lounge that's used for corporate events and i believe it was gm lounge for a yes, while you're correct and yep. it's switching out i i feel like that along with the american adventure because i know for sure there it was an american express american adventure sponsored lounge but we used to go after church on saturday nights and we would go up into the vip lounge and i believe it was american express first opened i could be wrong on that so somebody fact check me uh but you know we'd go up there and that's cool but then as an adult i got to plan events for people and corporations to use that space that people don't realize that that whole mirrored facade where you do the launch that final test run that whole mirror that's a two-way mirror where it's an indoor space that you can do events in and it's so cool. And, you know, I have everything from sitting there with, as I called him, Dadu, my best friend's father, who's like my second father after church as a child and sitting there and having sodas before we would go to dinner in Mexico. That was our little tradition um, versus planning events in there for corporations. And they've switched it up so much. You know what? I'm excited to see what happens with it. It's cool. Quick question on that. When, when you're outside and you're anywhere near the attraction, it sounds mm-hmm. like your ears are going to fly off your head because it's like, whoosh, you know. Yeah. So inside the lounge, I mean, some design engineering had to happen there to make that to where your drink didn't fly off the table with the rattling oh, and the noise. I'm sure it's still loud, though. It's very simple, basic acoustics. 
So uh, similar to a recording studio where you have um, yeah, like carpet polycarbonate. Yeah, poly, well, well, you have polycarbonate label for, level first, which is the you know the molecular. If we're really going to go into that uh, term for a bulletproof glass, and then you have whatever whether they use felt, whether you all sorts of different things in different shapes that create you know create a uh, acoustical value. It's the same thing. It, it, it's it's basically just. A so sound it's, chamber. it's designed to to edit that yeah. out, which is good. Exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's a, it's a great place to put people that are like, we don't want to be in something that's super Disney, um, as far as events go. Yeah. But they get a really cool view. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. So when I just to echo on this, my first job out of college was American Express. We went there one time. They did a. They had this big sales conference where they shut down. They like got rid of all the visitors in Epcot, and like from six to ten, we had the whole park to ourselves. But we had an event in that room. I just don't remember. If, I'm trying to think of if it was World of Motion or if it was the first iteration of tra- Test Track. But I do agree that it's it's had three, in my opinion. So you go from World of Motion to original tra- Test Track to the new Test Track, which I like. I think I like the original better than the new, but I could. They're, they're not that. There's not a. I didn't hate either one. Um, so this is like the fourth version for me. I, I, I That's fine. It, it doesn't, it's great because the, the whole p- purpose of that ride that's cool is the, is the outside part, right? As long as they yep. don't get rid of that, it's fine. Now, the, the only thing I do say is what I do miss about the second iteration was the cold and hot room. With, and the acid, remember the, the yes, cold room, the 100%. hot room, and the acid. I do miss that because that was actually pretty cool, especially on a yeah. hot day. You went in that room it was like freezing cold, then you went other, and then it was hot, which wasn't good. But um, that was cool, and I, you know, they got rid of that. But besides that, you know, I think it's a good change. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee it as long as it's not shut down for a long time. And I and hope I they don't make it into cars. Like uh, don't make it into cars land. Yeah. That, oh, that would no, 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 no. It's a copy paste track. But uh, oh no, they that the left coast has that on lock. That is probably their best yep. area besides the nostalgia side of things. Yes, yes. That is so accurate. Let it be. Yep. Yeah, let it be. Yep. Let it be. <laughs> so that was mine. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Good one, Emily. I do. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, foolish mortals. I mean, if anybody didn't guess it, this would be my topic out of all these. The, what the teacups? <laughs> yeah, with the teacups. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little bat. Now I wonder where we're at. That's basically where we're going to go for here for. Uh, <laughs> hope everybody understands that reference for teacups. But um, you, you know, the thing here's the thing with haunted mansion. A lot of people don't understand the backstory of it. Now, when Walt originally wanted to do parks, now this is back when he was talking in the 40s about Mickey Mouse Park. And, you know, quick backstory, Walt launched it into Burbank. And Burbank City Council shut down Mickey Mouse Park idea. And one of the things he wanted to include was a haunted house. That is what that that shutdown is what led him to purchase the Anaheim property. And that's why we have Disneyland today. 
Now, when the original Disneyland plans went into focus in 53, the haunted house part was nixed because of budgeting and time. But it was brought back gradually over the years. And the last time that Walt really had a hand in it, I believe was in 63, uh, when he said, you know, guys, let's put this on pause. We're going to focus on the World Fair stuff. You guys know about the World Fair attractions. Maybe not you, Evan, but we can go on that another time. Sweet, yeah. And, uh, And then they really put it on pause. And when they decided to bring all of those into Disneyland, and then when it first came back up, they pivoted, went for Pirates first in 64, and then 66 is when Walt passed. And so he never got to see it come to fruition. Now, I could go on a whole episode about the history of Haunted Mansion, of all the different Imagineers that played parts in it, and how they play into what we currently have today in any of the locations. But the Hatbox Ghost was but for a long time considered an urban legend or a conspiracy or whatever. And everybody said, no, this doesn't exist. This is a bunch of nerds making things up, yada, yada, yada. You know, finally the 90s come around, internet happens. You know, we all do dial up internet. You've got mail, getting on AOL message boards start people start talking more and more about hotbox ghost it comes up more and more people think we're more and more nuts and then finally images emerged and stories started coming out that in fact in 66 when was it 66 or 69 somebody correct me spoonies you got me uh when it opened on the left coast there was in fact an a hotbox ghost now, he was right behind Constance, which, you know, launches into a whole different fan conspiracy method of, of, of why he was there, what his purpose was and everything. But basically, it, it melted down to it was cruddy technology. Right. And it was an idea of he had the head that would disappear and go into a box that he was holding and then reappear on his head. And it would simply be that there were heads in both places, but it was a small light that would focus on each. And the technology would not support that. And it looked terrible. So they pulled it out within the first few weeks of opening. And it really did exist. Now that we have backlit animatronic technology, in 2015, they decided to give the people what they wanted and they put the hat box ghost back in Disneyland. I am so thrilled that they're bringing us something because of all the things they take away from us. They're giving us back something that's classic like the hat box ghost on the right coast of Disney, if you will. Uh, I, you know, We can go into a few issues of the placement and why. But the fact that, you know, throw us a bone on some things. You're going to take away so many classics. You're going to screw with Brian's Country Bears. You already killed Jay Thaddeus Toad. You put a teeny tiny little grave (laughs) marker for him in 
in the Haunted Mansion graveyard, slap in the face. You put a teeny tiny news article of him on the floor of the Winnie the Pooh ride, slap in the face. But hey, we're going to get a hatbox ghost. The placement got an issue with. Do you, are you guys familiar with that? Yes, yes. Uh, I've actually, I, I saw the documentary on it I, and I was eating that up. It's, it's a great, I mean, the, but the placement, yeah, is, it is different. So, well, go ahead, go, you go into it. I don't, it's better, it's better coming from you than me. Well, you know, one thing that we can debunk, but I still appreciate so much. And, you know, I could go into a whole nother episode of what I believe Disney Plus should do. Hello, Imagineers listening. Uh, they could do an American Horror Story quality series on Disney Plus of Haunted Mansion based solely on Constant Hatchaway and her many husbands. Now, there was an original fan theory until we learned more knowledge that the Hatbox Ghost might have been one of her husbands that she beheaded because of his placement once we found out that he really did exist and where it was. That's been debunked because we now know more. The second issue is that if if what is circling on around online of his placement is correct, do you realize what is currently placed where they have curtained off right now for that? No, it is. So that, it's I wasn't the sure. chair with the hidden Donald duck. No. Yeah. So are you going to really take away our hidden Donald Duck? If so, let's start a GoFundMe uh, <laughs> and, and and let's find it because I've got a house full of crazy old Disney animatronics and let's find it. It'll be safe here and we'll figure out what to do with it in the, in the future. But if they really take that darn chair out to put in the hat box ghost there, that's going to be an issue because that is a really special thing. The well, third, maybe, maybe they'll move it. Maybe they'll move it though. Yeah, well, the third theory is that is if it's anywhere before Leota. Now, the, and this is one story that a lot of diehards are really upset about, is that if you go through the ride and 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 pay attention, you don't see any full apparitions of ghosts. No full bodies. You hear noises. You see body parts. You see bones. You see clicks. You see weird sculptures moving. But you don't see any full apparitions until the Leota scene when she's calling the spirits from somewhere beyond. Yes. All of her incantations. And then they go into the ballroom scene. Now, if they put the hatbox ghost before that, that screws up that whole plot line. Right. And that's a super nerdy bunny trail that not everybody will understand. <laughs> but it's like, are we super grateful for getting the hatbox ghost? Yes. Huge victory. Thank you for giving us something back. But let's put it in the right place. Well, yeah, and you know, who knows the reason why, but you know something I have found with the Haunted Mansion that Disney knows that there's a lot of side groups talking about it and, and there and people, you know, people adore it. And there's so many fans that maybe they they do it on purpose to stir more controversy because it's just it creates more more drama there. And. Sometimes I worry in a situation like that that they'll do it because in that haunted mansion, there's a lot of room. 
right? There's there's a like one thing you notice there's there's a lot of parts of that haunted mansion where there's a room they could put something without disturbing anything else. So there must be a reason why they're doing things, and maybe they're doing it to just to, to get people to talk about it more. Who knows? There's there's not only a room, Brian. You know, I I have full blueprints that I've drawn up for the entire haunted mansion expansion back behind that nature preserve. We could have Master Gracie's fine dining. We could have ghoulish delights, quick service suites. We can have all of these awesome additional rides and make an entire haunted mansion expansion in the back that goes past the ride building using the the existing uh, warehouse facade and just covering it to make it look like an abandoned ghost town. I mean, that is an excellent, excellent point. Why do they do things? Is it to poke the bear? Is it just for publicity? Well, not not to poke the country bear, but to poke. But yes, um, <laughs> I uh, or the cocaine bear. Yeah, the cocaine bear. Yeah, um, but but so I I think sometimes. But see, that's a that's a ride that in itself, right? There's there's certain, and that's the wonder of no other no other amusement park has theories and groups and things. Like the haunted mansion has a cult following, like that's so cool about that, and so because of that, maybe they say let's do this because we'll make it a little different, we'll cause some stir, we'll keep people interested in it, and let's do that. You know, I I think that's yeah. there there might be something around that, but I'm not sure, and I could be totally wrong. So, and you know, and I, and I know we're on time's sake, but you know, there's so many things in the haunted mansion that go back through so many years and so many pitches that Walt shut down. I mean, my goodness, there was the the one round of Imagineers that got put on it, Raleigh Huff and Yale Gracie, and now we have Master Gracie. Yeah, there, there's so many little things. They gave us Memento Mori. Everybody was psyched about it. And then what did it end up being? A shoebox of a room? You know... What the heck in doodle is I like to say? <laughs> I know, I, I hear you. I know, I know. But I know. at the same time, there's so much room for it. And you know, when anytime I hear an announcement, unless it really, really slams an original, it's like you know, I just have to. Mm, Usa, look, Avatar made no sense. They put a gazillion dollars into it, but we got awesome stuff out of it. Now with Haunted Mansion. There's, you know, the fact that that ride was completed two years before the park opened in 71, that alone roots itself. So I hope they don't mess up it too much, but I love that they continue to update that attic scene, that they continue to update the technology in it, because it's fantastic. Let's just update the technology and stick to what it is and put in things past. And heck, you know what? If everybody can sign a waiver to go in, let's put in the original, you know, the, the cobwebs that would tickle your face. You could never do that today unless people signed a waiver in the no, attic I scene. Know, I know. People, <laughs> right. You know, people you have that. No, you know people I'm game for it. But yeah, hundred percent. So I'm excited for the Hatbox Ghost and I'm excited to see where they go with it. And again, Disney, give me a call. Let's it's chat about thing. it. No, it's a, it's a good thing. I'm... <laughs> You know what? It's it's I. It's funny because we're talking about these things. We're talking about all these things. They're, they're changes. They're changes to things we love. 
there's good change and bad change. People don't like change. I actually usually do, deal pretty well with change, but I am a, I am, I love my classics. The the big thing about Dizzy that it's for me is like I go to Dizzy to to escape a little bit and to remember those periods of my life where it was so happy to you know do those things. So I like to go see those nostalgic things because it makes me take takes me back. But Hatbox Ghost I think is a great thing. I, I think yes, it maybe the placement could be controversial. I still worry that they they're doing that on purpose. The yeah. the uh, test track, I think you know. Great, great. Let's do it. Let's fix it. Let's get it done. It's going to be better. Um, and then the country bears, uh, you know, I'm worried. I'm worried, <clears throat> but I will be patient and, and see before I before I explode. But I'm I'm worried about that. And that's basically it, Evan. I mean, I, I think. Yeah, you know, I agree. Good, good. You know, Emily, thank you so much for yeah. for coming on. This is not the last time you'll be joining us. Uh, we'll definitely do some other stuff together with you, but just thank you so much for taking up uh, some time to come and talk to us. Yeah, I really of, appreciate it. I really you know, we, we we really appreciate it and we and and uh yes, believe me, there's there's we from our discussions we, we have a lot of other good things. We just now we just got to plan <laughs> some plan some stuff out and then we'll and we'll uh, the, the appropriate time, the appropriate place and and um but, you know, the celebration is definitely one. And even Haunted Mansion, like, you know, hey, when Halloween comes, maybe we'll do something there, too. And, you know, I'll close it out on a Walt quote that I love that really, I think, encompasses all of this. We keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. What a great way to to end it. And that's true. Yeah. Uh, that's That's something we can look forward to and hopefully Disney company doesn't lose sight of as well. So yeah. if Spoonies, you can dream it, you can do it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So Spoonies to keep the conversation going, we want to hear what you, your thoughts are on some of these destination D23 announcements. We've already had some conversations on it in our Facebook group, a spoonful of podcast Spoonie nation, go on there and post your thoughts and, also talk to others who have already posted. We're also on Instagram and X, formerly known as Twitter. You can also email us info at a spoonful of podcast.com. And lastly, please don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, on a Zoom. You know, sorry, I was listening, watching Guardians and Zoom came up again. But however you choose to listen, we would appreciate that. And it does help our community grow. So without further ado. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, foolish mortals. We'll see you then. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you <gonna> <laughs> Thank you for listening to a spoonful of podcast you can find show notes ways to follow us on social media and all episodes on a spoonful of podcast.com now that you've experienced the magic it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast the return to civilization 